This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Michael Divin. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, I do a lot of the DJing work as well as teaching uh, several classes as well. And how did you get into each of those fields, DJing and teaching? Well, I started probably about 30-some years ago when I first started the line dance and then taught locally and things like that. And then I went to you know my first event and fell in love with line dancing like crazy and wanted to do that because it's such a joy to see everybody dancing and having a great time out on the dance floor. And so, what, what is local for you? Um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. On the East Coast. Oh. What's the scene like out that, uh, in that uh, direction? Do, is there much dancing um, to be done? There is a, quite a bit of dancing there. I teach three nights at local clubs. Um, there's a lot of events on that, held on the East Coast throughout the year as well. Um, but I enjoy coming out here for the Vegas event because then I get to see folks from California that I don't might, might not see somewhere else as far east as we, as we go. And how do the playlists and formats differ from events to uh, the clubs? There are some standard um, songs that you see that are renowned throughout the world, but there are also songs that I see on a playlist when I come as far as this far west that I may not see on a playlist out east. Hmm. It's surprising that because there's just so many dances, I always tell people, you know, practically every song you hear on the radio, there's a dance to it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, but it's awesome because then when you do get to do what we do, you get to experience new dances, see new faces. You know, there's so many brand new uh, attendees this year. I think that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised at how many first-timers we have. Yeah, it's, it's great. Especially in the, the younger, more bar club crowd, yep. finding out about this for the first time. Yes. What uh, responsibilities do you have as the DJ? Like, What are the things that, uh, that, that you do that in other instructors, choreographers, wouldn't be doing or looking for like when you're in the booth? One of the big things that you have to do is you have to read the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if one person, um, I tend to recognize people's handwritings when they come up and fill out the request sheet and kind of work the room that you know where they're at so that one person isn't sitting for more than three songs. We want to make sure that everybody's up and enjoying and dancing and doing what they need to do. Now, obviously, um, we can't get everybody's requests played at night. I would love to do that, but time doesn't allow for that. So what I try to also do is you save the the request sheets from previous nights and play those requests that you didn't get to first and you just hope that those people who wanted to dance that are in the room so that they can enjoy the 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 sport the event whatever it is that we enjoy so much mm-hmm. i know that uh, after a certain hour the format can change to more of a dj's choice I I don't like to do that. I was I was gonna say like other no. po- other folks would say it's like uh, with a conductor a band conductor. Some people uh, would say like you know, different conductors have their own style. Others would say no no you shouldn't have a style. The conductor is just there to you know, right. keep, to to make the the music speak for itself. Correct. No I mean for me DJing and dancing it's not about me dancing. It's about everybody else in the room having a good time. That's my job. My job is to keep the floor full. And 
if I have to play an oldie that I know most people are going to know, then that's what we'll do. I mean, I follow the request sheet. I definitely try to get everybody's requests in there, but I can dance anytime I want to at back home, or so I don't need to be up on the floor. I like this dance better than that dance. That's not the case. I'm a dancer first, DJ second. It's all about the dance. That's that's how I look at it. Are there any tried and true floor fillers that you have? If you test that a dance, doesn't work out, nobody comes out to the floor for it. Is there anything that you can use to really just snap them back into it? Maybe a list of five or so? Oh yeah, you can do um, popular ones. American Kids fills the floor. Lonely Drum is currently a top one. Um, some even from this weekend have become very popular. You see them multiple times. The Ghost of You, mm. for example, has become popular this weekend. Um, and then some of the classics, um, Dizzy. Mm. I've danced Dizzy probably 7,000 times over the last couple of years, but people still like those old classic dances that they don't have to think so hard about, especially when you're attending a, a workshop that's a week long. You know, you, your brain's already fried. Oh, yeah. So it's nice to be able to get up on the dance floor and dance and not have to think about it or concentrate too hard. Are there any dancers or instructors that make your job especially easy because they, they get that energy going? Anybody that you're excited to see when you're back there in the booth? Um, I, I can't pinpoint one particular. I mean, some everybody has their personalities. Mm -hmm. um, you work well with everybody. Um, I love it. Like I said, I'm a dancer first, DJ second. So anytime I get to work with these great individuals, mm. I, I look forward to it. Joe Thompson, oh. Joanne Brady. Um, I just can't even, you know, John Robinson. I mean, I've worked with so many of them over the last couple of years that it, it's become more of a family reunion type thing than a dance event. Oh, yeah. Because you look forward to seeing these, these people who do exactly the same thing you do. They love the dance, they love teaching it, they love getting people out on the floor. So the personalities are definitely what keep the people coming back for more. Mm -hmm. are, are there any mistakes that early, earlier in their careers uh, DJs might make that you have figured out solutions for or things not to do? Uh, for those of us who are still picking up the skill set, trying to gauge things like flow of energy and, uh, and reading crowds. Are there any things that, um, that you ha have learned are definite things to avoid? Um, don't assume that when they write down a request or request a dance that you know exactly what piece of music there is because so many times tracks are remade. You know what I mean? And you don't want to be playing a song and then somebody say, oh, that's the wrong song. I mean, it happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, but you've got to be ready to say, you know, no problem. Have the, the song they're requesting on the backup. Or if you see them write down something and you're not familiar with it, ask them what the track is. Maybe they don't know that. Ask them who the choreographer is. There are different ways that you can look up to make sure that you're doing exactly what your customers or the dancers want so that you don't fall into that place. Um, I know I have so much music. It's, it's crazy the amount of music, you know. Every time a new song comes out, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon to create a dance. So there could be five or six dances to the same track that just came out last week. So you want to make sure, you know, and you got to watch out for floor splits. Um, songs like Fireball, songs like Pontoon, um, things like that, you're going to have 
five or six different dancers, whether it's a beginner dancer, an intermediate dancer, or an advanced dancer, you could have multiple dances going on in the same dance floor. Um, I DJ'd down in Virginia at their line dance event and we played a song and we had, I had a 10-way floor split. 10 different dances going on on the same floor. So when that happens, you just say, you know, find your friends, you know what they're going to be doing because at that point you have no idea what, you know, you can call a couple of them out, but you know, like when there's 10 dances going on for the same piece of music, it just shows you how popular music can be. Oh, yeah. So... I know some DJs who uh, like to have certain opener dances, like there's one who, who uses Alley Cat as his first dance, no matter what, and then there are other folks who have their, like, their closing song, like Happy Trails or Friends in Low Places. Do you have any sort of traditions that uh, just kind of keep you grounded? I don't like to do that because for that exact reason, mm. because people will know, oh, he's going to play Watermelon Crawl, or oh, he's, you know... You got to keep them on their toes. Mm. Just because they think you're going to start with American Kids, start with something else. Mm. You know, come out of, you know, don't fence yourself into a little box. You got to come out of that box. And because you don't want to be that DJ who says, oh, we're going to start with this. Or, you know, you don't want to have a predisposed lineup of what you're going to play that people know exactly. Mm. And again, remember that it's all about the request. You know, I can dance anytime I want, but my job is to make the dancers have a great time Mm -hmm. whether it's three of them or a thousand of them Mm -hmm. you know fill the dance floor have a ball go home saying wow that was a wonderful event Mm -hmm. Hmm. and uh is there anything that we can do to make the the dj's lives easier uh as far as just being the dancer i know that uh, some djs they can get frustrated when the when the dancers get pushy and say you need to put this on right now you know here's here's a buck 50 you know you so so put it on like is there anything that we can do to make your night uh go more smoothly well one of the things like i said earlier you know as a, as a DJ, you're aware of your room and who's in your room. So, like, for me, for example, let's say Michelle Burton walks in. Yes, I will try to get to play whatever she has taught that weekend. But you have to understand, we also have, you know, 70 requests that we're trying to fill. Oh, yeah. Plus, at that time, Michael Barr might have walked in or Joe Thompson. So now I've got three instructors <laughs> in the room. And what happens is dancers run up to the DJ Every event runs up to the DJ. Joe's in the room. Let's do this, 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 this. Okay? As a DJ, I, I try to accommodate that, but we don't do them all back to back because believe it or not, those instructors like to take a break. They have to be in another room for another dance if they're no beginners and intermediates. So um, just because they walk in the room doesn't mean we have to do everything. You know, being a good DJ is knowing when they walk into that room, make sure that you have something of theirs ready to go. Because, and the instructors will come up and ask you as well, and you already have it covered. You already know they're there, you're aware of it. And if you do a pre-list, you can give them an idea. Four dances from now, we're going to do such and such dance. So they are aware of it as well, so that they can come back into that room. And that way, it's very important for the dancers to dance with the actual choreographer. I tell my students and any student, you know, if you get a chance to learn from the actual choreographer to do that, even the YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. because the choreographers are going to put in styling and technique and things like that, that you're not going to get just from anybody. I've seen on some, uh, some DJ's software that they will organize by folder 
the name of the choreographer and inside of that have all of their music. Is, is there any sorting system that you use or do you just kind of uh, know them by, by heart more or less? I wish I had a good sorting system because every event I go to, you know, you get all the music and stuff like that from the event. So, and every, like I said, the music never stops. So, um, most of what I do is either memory, and you always have an internet connection. If you have a dance that you're not aware of, you can pull it up on Copper Knob or any of those websites or go to the choreographer's website. Um, and again, if you're still not sure, again, I always ask the dancer, do you want this one by this person or do you want this one? They're going to know the music. They may not know the song, the title, the dance title, but as soon as that music starts, they're going to know whether it's correct or if it's not. So... For people who wanted to find you or to, uh, to get in contact with you, how would they find you and, uh, and communicate with you best? Like email, Facebook? Well, Facebook's always a great way to keep up with people, what's going on. Um, websites, um, mine is um, www.dare2dance.net. And um, you can always pick up the phone and give us a call. You know, if you do any searches on any of the choreographers or any of the instructors, our information is readily available online. Mm -hmm. So there's always, you know, just be aware that if you email, email us, we may not get back right away because we are busy with the weekends and traveling and things like that. But we will pretty much respond, um, you know, and, you know, hopefully we'll see everybody out on the dance floor and have a great time. And a couple final questions. One, if, if you had the ear of every line dancer in the line dance universe, all millions and millions of us, is there any message that you'd want to put out there just for us to chew on a little bit, maybe something to consider trying or changing, uh, or just, just generally uh, um, good advice that you would like us to, to think about following? Um, one of the biggest things is, is don't limit yourself to certain type of a dance or to a certain style mm. you know don't be comfortable in a little zone area that you don't want to branch out and try I always tell beginners you're not going to be a beginner forever you need to branch out and try um, as well as the advanced dancers don't forget some of the classic dance some of the best times I have and enjoy even if I'm not DJing just teaching or dancing is in the beginner room mm. because when you see a new dancer get a dance or pick up a dance, even an advanced dancer, they finally get a dance, you see that light bulb comes on, you see it in your face. And that's why we've all started what we do now. We all had that little light comes on, you catch that little fever, that little bug that wants you to make you dance. Um, and those are the dancers that we have coming up. You know, especially the, like you said, the younger bar crowd, they're the dancers of the future. They're gonna carry on what we do today. So we need to set up good and proper example for them to lead and follow. Are there any instructors that you've seen this weekend that you're especially excited about, these up-and-comers with their new styles? Um, well, I met a lot of new folks this weekend, so it's, it's kind of hard for me to say. I mean, I can, I can always go back to Joe Thompson. I've worked with her multiple times, Joanne Brady. Um, those two are class acts, um, you know, do what you feel, you know, you, you love line dancing, that's why you're here. You know, don't give up, you know, be courteous and considerate to everyone around you. Um, especially with a large event like this with 1,500 people, you have to share that space. 
And I used to say a long time ago, you know, you, you meet the nicest people when you bump into them on the dance floor. Yeah. You know, there are people having a great time. And if you do, just laugh. If you make a mistake, you laugh. You don't sit down. You just keep going. So... One final question. Do you have any, uh, any dance that you would recommend for everyone to go out and learn right now? Um, a challenging one is, I, I think, um, for example, the Ghost of You is a tango that's got some different moves and different styling that is out of the norm for most people, I think. Hmm. Um, so... Anything that you're not familiar with, not your, your typical, like, say, country music for the bar, you know, you'll know what song it is. You hear music or you see a dance. Oh, that would be great for a bar. Or um, I teach in venues that allow me to do whatever I want to do because I know the dances. And, and you have to know your dancers. You have to know the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you tend to large, attend at a large event like this, you've got 1,500 people from around the world. Everybody has different favorites, and you do the best you can to get everybody up on the dance floor. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting line dance with Absolutely. Me. No problem. Anytime. I guess I'll, I'll see you on the dance floor. Absolutely. Let's, in fact, let's go now. Sounds good.